Hello and welcome to the Encouraging Angels podcast with Stan Samansky. I'm your host, Stan Samansky. Today is Wednesday, September 27th, 2023, and I have a great show for you today. Neither Encouraging Angels nor Stan Samansky nor anyone affiliated with Encouraging Angels is offering any type of advice on this program. We do not offer legal advice. We do not offer medical advice. We do not offer financial advice. We do not offer personal advice of any kind. Please consult a professional in the area of your need or interest. Uh, yesterday when I did that story about the, uh, the doomsday planes in the air, I also mentioned about, um, re, uh, igniting the, uh, the story about the clergy response teams and, uh, forgive me. It was, uh, really cold when I <laughs> got down here this morning and when you have a, a good microphone, it just accentuates every arm movement and shoulder scrug <laughs> that I have. So I'm going to do discard the coat. And um, get into the article that I wrote actually a year and a half ago that uh, I reposted this week because I was watching Steve Quayle on his Q Files podcast. Again, highly recommended. It's 10 bucks a month. And in my humble opinion, it's really worth it. Um, and Steve mentioned that it's time to ask your pastor to his face you know, if he or she is a member of the clergy response team and that failure, you know, to know this fact might get you and your family betrayed into the human version of a roach motel. And if you want to know what I mean, let me go now and uh, share with you the article that I originally wrote that actually kind of that portrays this whole thing about getting face to face with your pastor and finding out where they are because so many pastors have taken the money and have the relationship with the government. Oh, yeah. So uh, it, when I wrote this, the, the trucker strike in Canada was a big deal. So let's start off there. The truckers in Canada, and by the way, I originally wrote this uh, on Jan wrote, wrote it and posted it on the Encouraging Angels blog on January 30th, 2022. So just to give you a little bit of a, um, you know, a snapshot of where the world was at that time. The truckers in Canada have rallied the entire country and driven the chicken blank commie from the Canadian capital. Uh, just, and just to step away for a second, yeah, uh, apparently Trudeau was kind of forced out of the capital when uh, people started protesting. Back to the article. The anti-vaxxers have endured pure, uh, persecution from the governments of the world in the form of mandates, loss of jobs, income, loss of homes, and more. Now, the unjabbed will, by and large, survive and live while watching significant numbers of their jabbed countrymen and women deteriorate into disability and death because of their obedience to the propaganda and the personal apocalypse of unknowing receipt of the unknowing receipt of graphene oxide. And let me step away for a second here. 
that this has been proved right because, as I mentioned many times, I was on uh, Happy Hour with Dr. T, with Dr. Tenpenny, and uh, she illuminated that as of October of last year, of 2022, that 20, and excluding South America, excluding China, 20 million people have been killed by the jab, not by a virus, but by the jab. And as Dr. More recently, as Dr. Betty Eads, E-A-D-S, illuminated on a USA Watchdog interview with Greg Hunter, is that 2 billion, and I say that's billion with a B, 2 billion people have been disabled due to the jab. And she calls it clearly a bioweapon. A bioweapon, a bioweapon. And so this is where we are with people being obedient to that, you know, um, unproven garbage. Back to the article. These past two years, at their root, have been about the planned subjection and servitude of the populace to extinguish freedom and life itself. They, the ruling elite, want to control your children, your bank accounts, your travel, and through the clergy response teams, your self-determination, your family, and your soul. Only in following the examples of the Canadian truckers and the worldwide anti-vaxxers in openly confronting the evil reality of the clergy response teams in the church. Can God's people avoid deception, separation from family, confinement, like a roach motel, and extermination? Don't know who the clergy response teams are? From my above-referenced writing, in a nutshell, the purpose of the clergy response team is to, one, undermine the authority of the Bible by misusing the words of the Bible, that's Romans 13, within the local church, two, provide a local representative to do the bidding of the larger government, as well as collect intel on persons of interest inside the church, through the CRT, again, CRT is clergy response team, and NOVAD in the local church body. NOVAD is a, um, a government organization that's, uh, you know, that partners with like the church and the community uh, for emergency response to things like tornadoes and earthquakes, etc. Three, provide a conduit, that's the pastor or the church, to channel parishioners into government-organized FEMA camps in times of local national crisis without the heavy hand or heavy expense incurred by the government. When we speak of the clergy response teams, we must acknowledge Mr. Dave Hodges, who has, more than any other author, has written on this subject to warn the church about the evils of this little spoken-of organization. For more info, please read Dave's work, Why Your Pastor Is Not Your Friend. And I have the hyperlink there in the article. Again, this, re- this article, you know, was reposted um, 
just this past Sunday. So you can uh, e- easily find it at the EA blog at www.encouragingangels.org. Okay. And so Dave's work, Why Your Pastor Is Not Your Friend, is linked inside the article. Is every pastor compromised? No. Are most pastors compromised? I think so. How many are involved? In 2015, Hodges opined that FEMA had recruited a low estimate of 28,000 to a high estimate of 100,000 pastors. I have heard other estimates that reach upwards of three times the 2015 number. How bad can it be that the government is inside your church? For a start, here is a video interview of uh, Pastor Butch Paw by host Alex Jones. And again, that's hyperlinked. Pastor Butch details FEMA's plans is to employ pastors to tempt willing self-incarceration of the congregation into FEMA camps. Did you? I'm going to reread that. Pastor Butch details FEMA plan, FEMA's plan is to employ pastors to tempt willing self-incarceration of the congregation into FEMA camps. This Dave Hodges article, which is hyperlinked, will explain in detail that family members will be separated from each other. Part of the training that the clergy received was how to comfort comfort separated family members during a demented interpretation of Romans 13. I'm going to let me back away from the article for a second. Can you imagine that if you were dumb enough to jump on to the back of that army transport that was positioned at the back doors of your church when the service was over that day when they came to get you? is that the same pastor who sold you out is the same one who's supposedly comforting you while your wife and child has been separated from you into another camp. I really, it's not going to go well for those pastors. Back to the article. This is hypertext linked. The Jeremiah Project reminds us that the founders of the United States, that together they mutually pledged to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor, unquote. I believe Christians across our nation are again called today to courageously pledge our lives, fortunes, and honor to uphold and defend our Constitution and our American legacy. This article goes on to say, The Bible, therefore, requires that Christians resist imposition of martial law based upon false pretenses or upon an abuse of power. We must not mindlessly give in to a tyrannical grab of unconstitutional power. The imposition of power over the life of the Christian by any force, government, or otherwise, for the purpose of subjugation and servility under less than honorable means, for example, a fake bio-attack, if like an engineered virus, which is not really a virus at all. You know, COVID's real, the virus was never isolated. Is to be resisted. If your pastor is a member 
of the clergy response team. The time to find out that he or she is a member is now, not the day that he asks you to go to the FEMA camp for your own good and all of colored truck trucks and all of colored trucks are pulling up to the back door of the church so that you and your fellow congregants can listen to a godless message inside the barbed wire for the greater good. If you trust Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, trust God and learn from the chutzpah of the truckers and anti-vaxxers. Now is the time to respectfully confront your pastor and ask him or her to their face if they indeed are a member of the hideous clergy response team. They are instructed to lie and tell you no, or they don't believe they exist. In a writing juxtaposed against the story of Esther, I detailed how I confronted five pastors that I know and all of their responses told me that they were hiding the truth. Perhaps you could read it also as a primer before you talk to your pastor. So just a step away for a second. In that uh, paragraph, I have hyperlinked to an article I wrote about six months before that that was entitled, Who Knows You know, If You Were Born for Such a Time as This? Um, that it's time, just like Esther had to confront the king and basically, and, and it took her a little while (laughs) when you read the story. Uh, but she confronted the king and said that Haman wants, wants to kill all the Jews. And uh, of course the, the king got infuriated and hung Haman on the gallows that he had set up for the Jews. Um, it is time to confront your pastor. You do not have to be a jerk about it. But, you know, as I said, I detailed in that article, which is linked in this article. If you want to look it up, just uh, do a search for Encouraging Angels and who knows whether you were born for such a time as this, and you'll find the article. I, You know, I detailed how I confronted five pastors that I know you know, and just a couple examples. Um, you know, one who's a, a good friend of ours, uh, you know, literally could not say anything and turned his head and looked off into the horizon like a deer in the headlights. Like he just couldn't believe that I broached a subject with him. And then he walked away. Um, number two, the pastor who took over him for him said, um, well, we, we're all subject to the government, aren't we? Okay, so that's a very bad answer. And he basically admitted that he was a member. Uh, number three, um, you know, I was at a large Christian businessmen meeting and uh, he was a, he was formerly a pastor at the largest church, one of the largest church in Pittsburgh. And uh, when I asked him if he was a member, he just said, "I don't have to answer that." And uh, finally, although I forget, there's one other one um, that's in there when you read the article. Um, again, an old friend, and uh, we had lunch together, 
And I said, by the way, I said, you know, this one church, I mean, they're definitely clergy response team. I said, are you involved in that? And he said, no, and looked down. And then immediately he said to me, what, which, and we had lunch at a little place that was next door to his church. He said, why don't you drive through the church property? Um, <laughs> you talk about an odd comment. Um, that was that would be so. I, I can only assume that would be so that um, you know I drive through and they look at my license plate and I become some some kind of person of interest that they can uh, uh, you know look into me further on my you know whatever I am uh, I'm out there I'm a known entity and uh, I, I'm on uh, I'm sure a few lists if you know what I'm saying. Uh, but I'm saying this so that Americans are not <laughs> lied to by their pastors because they're they're blanking criminals in the eyes of God. And I mean, you know, it says in Revelation 21 that that you know no liars, uh, you know, all liars will be you know find themselves in the lake of fire. Your pastor says no, that he's not a member and looks away. He's a bullcrapper. Hate to put it that way. Hey, believe me, I am, you know, I, I, I am a, uh, <laughs> a loving child of God. I, I love Jesus. However, I also sin, and I have to keep my account short with God. You know, the big th- difference is, is that since all all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, which is what it says in Romans 3.23, is that we cannot institutionalize sin in our lives. Whether it's somebody that's an adulterer, some other kind of sexual sin, a thief, a liar, in in the case of these pastors, they are liars. It cannot be institutionalized and and someone expect to 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 live forever, you know, in the presence of God, because that's what heaven is. And you could say, you know, the new earth went, because that is real, that's the inheritance for uh, the child of God. When it's all said and, done, said and done, you get to the end of the book. But these pastors, the members of the clergy response teams are liars. If they are asked and told no, there's a hundred thousand of them. The, the, the probability of your pastor being a member of the clergy response team is certainly real. Back to the article. The powers that be are on the edge of losing control of the jab, the jab narrative, the financial system And with the military confrontations with Russia and China, they will be stepping up their game to control as all becomes chaos. You would think that trusting your pastor and church in a time like this would be the right thing to do. Nothing could be further from the truth. Trust but, but verify, as Ronald Reagan said to the Russians. Now... Ask your pastor with a second person present might not be a bad idea if they are a member of the clergy response team. 
one can get excommunicated for being brave enough to ask this question. There are risks. You might consider these scriptures in summoning your courage. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. And that's Proverbs 3, verses 5 to 6 in the King James. And also, cast your burden upon the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken. And that's Psalm 55, verse 22, also King James. And in conclusion of this article, God bless and keep you as you consider this information. That is enough to shake the world of any believing child of God and maybe a few chicken shh pastors. I only said shh. I did not add the, uh, that's the first two letters of the word. I didn't add the last two. And so, you know, I share this because um, the article, the, you know, I did a story on Monday when I um, could only get in a podcast if I did it um, mobile. Um, and it's weird how getting that up that way, uh, the, the way I recorded it on my phone, then I had to upload it, and it just didn't get seen or heard much. It did get heard, but not much. I wanted to redo and go back and read. What I didn't do was read the article because obviously I was driving when I was doing that podcast on Ask Your Pastor. You know, if they're a member of the clergy response team on Monday, I wanted to redo it today to share the actual article that uh, the whole thing was based on, which is what I did today. Ask Your Pastor. You know, again, there's risks. You know, you could be excommunicated. You know, your whole, uh, I shouldn't say your whole, but for many people, their lives are wrapped up in the church. And normally, that's a great thing. But you know, when you wake up and grow up and you have to ask people where they stand, like if they're a member of the clergy response team, I mean, it is a dividing line in your life, believe me, that you, you will, you know, uh, either shun them or they'll shun you, one way or the other. But it's it's time for everybody to put their big boy pants on because the problems are big now. And for you to know who your friends are, of which for all of us, there may not be very many. You know, because Satan is in this world, and as it said, that he he goes to, you know, to and fro across the earth looking, you know, for whom he will devour. That's a, that's a paraphrase, but that's roughly it. And he is working inside the church. I mean, the scripture says, you know, Jesus called, <laughs> he used the term synagogue of Satan. Um And the scripture also says that the enemy, the devil, has his own ministers. In other words, they work inside what people think is God's church, and it's not God's church at all. That's why these tests have to be rendered. Ask your pastor if he or she is a member of the clergy response team. Use the article, again, 
the article I posted on Sunday, and that was September 24th of something I reposted that I did, wrote in January 2022. But again, go to the EA blog at encouragingangels.org. Go to the blog post on September 24th about the clergy response team and read that. Click on all the supporting links. Um, and, you know, I, I hope it encourages you because this, this is not a time for weak need people. This is not a time for people who just want to go along to get along. <laughs> when we look at those numbers that we talk about, about the jab, about Dr. Tenpenny confirming that 20 million people are dead. It's much higher than that now, though, because that's a year. Those numbers are a year old at this point once we hit October, which is in a couple days. And 2 billion disabled, they're trying to kill you. This is my humble opinion. And it's panopticonic. It's 360. Every way you turn. And the clergy response team is just one more way for them to capture you. How many people do you know that died? As a result of the jab. How many people are disabled as a result of the jab? How many people now cannot work because of the jab? I put a story up uh, early yesterday morning about this nurse. At, when she received her third Pfizer jab, she became totally disabled. She can't even stand up because when she does stand up, uh, her blood pressure spikes. And she has to remain lying down. And she's, you know, she, uh, she is working with someone uh, on their uh, her blood work. And supposedly is going to, you know, someone is, uh, they're theorizing a new use of actually destroying the hydrogel because it showed that hydrogel is in her blood, which came from the shots. This is completely satanic and murderous in my humble opinion. Are you weak? If you are weak, ask God for strength. Are you so weak that you would rather have friends than, than live? That Friends that are no friends at all. Ask your pastor if they are a member of the clergy response team. Read the article, you know, that I read from today. In fact, I normally don't link stuff. Like, I don't, I should do that, I guess. I'm going to link this to the article today so that uh, wherever you're getting this podcast at, whether it's Podbean or FM uh, Player or uh, Spotify, what have you, that the link will be there for the article that I read, okay? So that you'll have all the hyperlinks and so forth for support. Again, remember, you know, if you do this, being, you know, don't be surprised if you're excommunicated, but you know, are you, I think making up your mind, you know, finding out who your friends are now, not later, is a good way to go. In my humble opinion, 
Again, I'm not giving anybody advice. Everybody has to make up their own minds. I'm just putting information out there. And with what's going on, don't forget to consider civildefensemanual.com because your government does not have a civil defense plan for you. In Russia, they can put the whole city of Moscow underground and protect the people from a nuclear attack. In America, not so much. If you think that's not the case, please tell me, where is a local civil defense shelter near you? You used to see them when I was growing up. I can't remember where they were, but you'd see that yellow sign with the CD on it. Um, And, of course, we used to have those um, tests, like, I don't know, once a week or once a month on the television way back in the 60s and 70s. And, um, you know, but now there's nothing, nothing. And if you think there is something, please tell me where there is a civil defense shelter near you, because I know there's not one near me. And there's just nothing else. Oh, your pastor will tell you where to go. You get to go to the fun camps that Hillary Clinton uh, so aptly put that uh, moniker on. M-O-N-I-K-E-R. CivilDefenseManual.com by Jack Lawson with incredible chapters on communication by NC Scout. Night fighting with um, Navy SEAL Matt Bracken, um, information gathering and area study by Sam Culper, and, you know, the writing by Jack on NPT, Neighborhood Protection Team, on how to assemble that. Um, Because once everything goes, uh, (laughs) I was going to use a term I definitely shouldn't use, um, goes sideways is that within a couple days, you have brigands at the door because when trucks don't run on the road, let's say, in, uh, you know, a nuke was exploded 100 miles over the United States, that would give forth an EMP, an electromagnetic pulse, and that would shut down almost all electronics across the entire country. And it has been opined that in one year, if that happened, 90% of America would be dead within a year. Um, you would have to have some organizational aspects to survive. And that would be having a plan. And that's what Jack provides you. CivilDefenseManual.com. It's $100. It's a two-volume set, 950 pages. And in my humble opinion, it's worth it. CivilDefenseManual.com. Please also consider supporting Encouraging Angels. We are doing our best to bring you groundbreaking information like this and have also paid the price to do it. www.encouragingangels.org You can give right at the donate tab online through our cornerstone link. That's the payment processor or by sending something directly to our P.O. box. This is the Encouraging Angels podcast. I'm Stan Szymanski, and I look forward to seeing you right here next time.